Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll start like that then. Good afternoon and welcome to Two Sober Chicks. I'm Julie. Oh, and I'm Lisa. Actually, it's three sober chicks. Who are you? And I'm Karen today joining in. Yeah, wow. And (laughs) Karen has, what, five times our combined sobriety time. So this is uh, very exciting for us to have somebody. We call them old timers in in Alcoholics Anonymous. I prefer to call them long timers. -timers. I know, but she's my friend, so I can can, uh, tease her a little bit and call her an old timer. I just want to qualify. I'm a very young old timer. (laughs) All right. So we thought it would be kind of fun since Karen is joining us here today as our guest and someone with a lot of sobriety under her belt. A lot of sobriety. sobriety. (laughs) So much sobriety. Well, have we told the number? No. Well, she just celebrated. 31 years. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah, you're looking at the levels. You're this one down here. Yeah, yes, I see that. <laughs> yes, I see that. See, everything goes on uh, Two Sober Chicks. Karen was asking us what the rules are, and we said anything goes. You can fucking swear if you want. You know, keep your clothes on. I guess that's a rule. Uh, <laughs> well, not that anybody can see. Well, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So, Julie's got our email open. If you would like to send us uh, your thoughts, your comments, or any questions or topic suggestions that you may have, you can do so at the number two soberchicks at gmail.com. What are we starting with today, Julie? So the email that I pulled up is from Catherine from the UK. Hi, Catherine. Oi. Oi. <laughs> Were you just going to say the same thing I was. at the same time? Yes. My father's a Brit, so I'm allowed. I don't know what your excuse is. <laughs> um... So she sent us an email. There's no excuse for me. And she asked, what advice would you give to an AA newcomer about meeting etiquette? Wow. And thank you for the kind email, Catherine. I absolutely loved reading it. It made my day. And then I immediately face messaged, face mailed. Yes. Face mailed Lisa and read it to her. We have this new thing where we do these video voicemails. So if we can't see it right away, we still get to see the person's face. And we're doing it with a group of our uh, sober sisters. So it's kind of cool because we're in an even more deep connection with each other, even when we're far away. So it's kind of cool. Was it's this the called lady? Marco Polo for yeah. anyone that's wants to download the app. It's so fun. Was this the lady who also talked about having a bad day and listening? Yes. Yeah. And finding God-sized hole? Yes. Oh, my God. And God-sized hole was mentioned in a sh- television show on Netflix, and I laughed my hole off. the the television show is called insatiable if you want to check it out it's quite funny it's the most listened to podcast that we have isn't it god-sized god-sized hole yeah so go back and listen to it if you don't know what we're talking about it's just pure silliness so if you're having a bad day and you need just a little chuckle and you need to feel a little silly then uh, join us on that one for sure. So as I said, we have our our friend and special guest, Karen. And Karen has 31 years sobriety. So Karen, would you like to start off by taking a stab at our listener question today? Want to repeat the question, Julie? What advice would you give to AA newcomers about meeting etiquette? Um, Meeting etiquette? Uh, What etiquette? I think that's... uh... (laughs) (laughs) part of the difficult uh difficulty you know it's it's funny how things have changed in aa over the decades um and you know the main thing i see nowadays is cell phones you know uh put Mm. your cell phone away you're there for an hour this hour can save your life 
you know whatever's happening in your phone there was a time when we didn't we weren't attached to them we weren't available all the time you can put it down and besides which i've often sat there and went are they recording me would they be recording somebody here i don't actually believe anybody would be but you know what it is an anonymous program put it away so that would be a huge piece um that i would say etiquette wise yeah that's what about one. in terms of sharing in well, terms of sharing okay like well, share. yeah so we should clarify yeah the funny the point she made off the top is that there are actually no rules in aa about etiquette but just from people like ourselves and karen who's been around for 31 years um we we're talking about maybe common sense etiquette or if you really want to work this program and you want to stay sober and you want to learn then these might be some helpful etiquette type suggestions but there are no rules right no there are no rules but um i think we i was just talking about this today on my drive here it's like this me first attitude like nobody is looking at the collective anymore and saying how are these people behaving what are they saying and then following suit i watched the women that i thought were very dignified who had a lot of sobriety in the rooms and that's how i learned to navigate navigate Mm -hmm. because i didn't have enough confidence yes to to ask questions like what's the etiquette i just watched very carefully so Mm -hmm. things like crosstalk what's what's good sharing etiquette what's good attending etiquette okay so i like the idea when you're at a meeting we always remind people to turn their cell phones off and not just silence them so why don't you just actually turn the whole cell phone off then you won't be distracted if you see the the screen light up Mm-hmm. Uh, and things like that. Just put it away. So that's a good suggestion. What was the other question you would ask? Do you have any um, sharing etiquette? Okay. Tips? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, an interesting thing I often notice is, is that, um, <laughs> however this sounds, I don't care, but um, what happens is there's 20 minutes left, and I always notice that the male will take the 15 minutes and talk. And it's like, you know what? It's being aware that there are people in the room. There are some people that talk all the time. There's, you you know, you go into a small room and you get the first timer and then the last timer. And, you know, when you're in there day, time after time, you'll notice there's a flow of who f- talks and who doesn't. I think sometimes not talking to allow those in the room that don't generally talk um being aware of your time that's a huge piece Mm. and crosstalk as you mentioned julie a lot of people i don't think really understand what that is and that's giving an opinion directly or indirectly well when i was in that situation is just giving the same crosstalk to somebody it's commenting and negating or giving positive feedback for something that somebody said it's great for the other person who receives it especially if it's positive it's an ego feeding thing Mm -hmm. you know um so I think that they're all, it's about the sharing process. And, uh, and I think for women, it's especially sometimes hard to share when they're in a room where there's males and females. I see a lot of the dominance happening there. So sometimes I think for women, it's a lot easier to go to a women's group. Um, I think it's, it's uh, at least I know for me, it made a huge difference going to women's group where I could share. I don't feel part of a, of a meeting if I don't share. Um, so you know sometimes it's just as simple as me saying i'm just sharing to be here and to be part of and that's it i don't have much to say and i know that's not always possible there are meetings where out in california there's 200 400 people going i don't know how wow yeah and i you know we've all been to huge meetings where there's 40 60 80 people and it's like not everybody's going to get to speak in 40 minutes and i don't know how to stay sober in those which is why i have to go to the smaller meetings 
Um, but there's some of my ideas off the top is just thinking and being cognizant of the other people that are in the room. It's not just all about you. Say your thing for two minutes and then let somebody else go. And stay on topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, on time. I was in a room last night where two people went, not to crosstalk, but, and then they totally crosstalked. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, there's a way for me to comment on something someone else has brought up, whether it's envy or... Um, acceptance or emotional sobriety or whatever without directly referring to them and saying um, you know yesterday I had an issue with this or I'm really learning how to work with this in my program the big examples that I've really seen of crosstalk because you know we're all gonna have an opinion about anger or something that happened my understanding of crosstalk is when I directly say something to you and give you an opinion and advice Okay, so, you know, um, and I've seen it happen where it's like somebody sits there and says, oh, I'm having a problem with God and I don't know how to get it. Well, you know, I my turn's next. I should be talking about my experience and how I experienced going through the second step, for example, and what it was like for me. Crosstalk would be more like, and I have seen this happen where somebody turns around and says, hey, you know what? This is what you need to do. Yeah. And this would be of help to you and blah, blah, blah. That's crosstalk, you know, like, no, I didn't ask you. Yeah. And if you go up, and I've had this happen, people come up to me afterwards, by the way, can I just, I, I, I just wanted to comment on something you said. Oh, you're going to come up to me after the meeting? No, it's still crosstalk. No. So if someone comes up to you after and says, I really resonated with your share, how do you feel about that? Oh, absolutely. Feed oh. my ego, please. Yes, more. <laughs> I think that's, you know, one thing that I've noticed that's missing from the me couple of meetings that we attend as a group um, are we don't do when I was in the West End there used to be a meeting after the meeting mm. and that was when you'd sit down and have coffee with old timers and you know then it was like crosstalk city that um, does not appeal to me and it was okay for me because I was learning from people who had a lot of sobriety so um, some etiquette tips for me too like when when I was a newcomer all I did was my shares were whiny and they were like pity a therapy parties. session yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so i didn't have a lot to contribute so a suggestion that i picked up um from an old timer was maybe you need to just listen for a while uh and and because i had nothing to share really for i'm not saying that if you're new you shouldn't share but i had nothing positive to contribute for uh so that was my experience so I would maybe suggest that for a while you might want to listen. I like Karen's idea of um, if it's hard for you to speak in a room, then maybe go, if you're a woman, go to a woman's group for a while. If you're a man, go to a man's group. There are times when men say things and I think, don't roll your eyes, Lisa, don't roll your eyes. Because <laughs> I want them to feel comfortable and that's their experience and I don't want to negate it. But inside, you know, I'm going, oh my God, I can't believe they said that. So that might be safer for that gentleman to go and share in a, a men's meeting and he wouldn't see me sitting across going, I can't believe he said that. But it is an open forum. Um, you're listening to Two Sober Chicks and the question that was asked from a listener from the UK, thanks for listening, was about um, etiquette in the rooms and in sharing. Anything else? Yes, there are two things I want to say. One of them is you do not have to be sober to go to an AA meeting. No. And so that's not even an etiquette thing. I feel like that needs to be mentioned. The second one is sit seats. It is not proper etiquette to 
<laughs> say that you sit in this certain seat and someone else shouldn't sit in your seat. There are no reserved seats in the room. <coughs> <laughs> you are welcome to sit in the front row and the back row in a seat that someone else sits in. Yeah. Put your ass in that seat. The fact that you're there and you put your bum in a seat yeah. is the only etiquette that you need. And how dare you, or if you are an old timer or a long time member and you try to kick a newcomer out of your chair, your name isn't on that fucking chair, dude. So haul ass to the back. Somebody else got here before you did. So suck it. Yeah. It's my chair now because my ass is in it. Yeah. Anyway, that's just our thoughts and feelings as we like to share. Here. And I was never the one that did that. Just <laughs> <laughs> clarify. There are no hidden messages right now. Yes, for sure. I actually had somebody do that to me at a meeting and stand next to me and like clear their throat. And I looked up and said, yeah, can I help you? And they said, you're in my seat. And I said, I didn't see your name on this seat. There's a nice chair right behind me. And I refused to move. I was a little bit stubborn, but I was I was appalled. I'm like, oh my God, I'm here to like save my fucking life. And you're worried about, you know, whether or not you get to sit in the second row in the second chair. So I also found early in sobriety, I would feel guilty if I laughed at someone's, um, when they're up there telling their story, not sharing. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't laughing at them, but I would laugh at the moments where we're like, oh my God, I totally get that. It's okay. It's okay that we will laugh at stuff that quote unquote normal people would be horrified at if yeah. they heard in these meetings. So it's, it's, it's okay. It's funny when you go to a, an open meeting and you take people who are not alcoholics with you and the whole room laughs at some story like, and then I piss my pants. And we're all like, ah! <laughs> and the person next to you who's not an alcoholic is like, oh my God, that's so horrible. I can't believe they're laughing at him. Like they're not laughing at him. They're laughing with him. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Karen. Oh, sometimes we're laughing at you. (laughs) (laughs) True. That's true. Um, Yeah. What else? Anything else? Any other meeting? Um, Oh, how about simple things like arrive early if you can. But if you're late, it's okay. Just don't be disruptive. Yes, that's a good thought. There's a way to enter a meeting gracefully. And then there's a way to enter a meeting and disturb everyone around you. And, And entirely draw the room's attention to your eyes. Um, maybe if you have to eat at a meeting because you haven't had a meal for 24 hours, maybe you could eat quietly in the kitchen before you come in. Um, or, you know, yeah, just wait before you come in. Um, Sarah always says you're never late for a meeting. She heard this from some old timer, unless you're dead. So, mm-hmm. you know, because some people work different shifts. And if you the meeting starts at 6 and you can't get there till 6.30, well, at least you got some message mm-hmm. and part of the part of the share oh um i know no if it's a it's like this worldwide but it, particularly in meetings that i've been to in canada they always say outside issues like there's a lot of aa rooms that don't want you to discuss outside issues what outside issues are are addictions that you have that are not alcohol so really at most of our meetings the secretary will get up and you'll kind of gather what's appropriate for the group whether it's a closed meeting and they'll say keep your discussion combined to alcohol Mm. or if they get up and whatever it is like you can usually tune in and you know what if you don't know the etiquette ask someone that goes to the meeting always ask yeah like when i'm asked to speak somewhere i usually ask just to clarify what time does the meeting finish does it finish at nine o'clock or does it finish at five two so that you can do the housekeeping and the cleaning up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, because as a speaker, I want to make sure that I don't go a minute over. I'm done. If it's 5-2, I'm done at 5-2. Karen, do you have any other thoughts or suggestions? 
No. For this uh, topic? The, the only other thing I thought about was children in open meetings. You know, as a woman, sometimes I think childcare and things like that prohibits people from coming. And it's, well, you know what? I don't care if a child's, you know, being a bit disruptive in the back. I'd rather have your ass in that, in that seat, you know? Um, so don't be afraid to bring your children. I remember one time it was like the funniest thing. <laughs> Were you there for that meeting? No, what you told me. <laughs> My friend brought her little uh, four-year-old at the time. And um, she was drawing. I was at the front. And she was drawing the crowd's attention away from me. <laughs> being cute and adorable and loud and stuff at the front. And uh, she had dropped her coins. And I think I took a, uh, a chip. And I threw it on the ground at her. I'm <laughs> like, here, kid. Have another coin and sit in your chair. Shh. So everyone thought that was funny. She laughed and she had a moment of being in the sun. But yeah, um, if you have to come, if you have to bring your children, then by all means, it's about saving your life. So mm -hmm. no one's going to begrudge you bringing a child to a meeting for sure. And there are some meetings I've heard of that actually offer child care. Child care yeah. yeah. Was group. that just something here? Leslie Group in Toronto. It's called Leslie Group? Leslie Group. And it's on Saturday mornings. I think it's like, what is mm. it? 6.30 and 9.30 eight, or whatever. No, yeah, 8 and 9.30. Yeah. Awesome. I spoke at a meeting one time and just before halfway through I was speaking, I saw a little girl sitting with her dad. She's probably six or seven. I looked right at her and I went, thank God I saw you now because that's going to change how I'm going to share yes. tonight. <laughs> and she like sunk down in her seat a little. I think I embarrassed her, but I was like, oh, oh thank God I saw her. Yeah. Because <laughs> that will definitely change. You know, not that we would be less honest. We might just omit some parts of the stories when there are smaller ears in, in the room. Well, thanks very much, Karen, for joining us. Um, hopefully you'll stick around. I think we might ask you to join us for another podcast. So congratulations on celebrating 31 years of sobriety. Thank you very much. And thanks for being a guest on Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Thanks for joining us. Bye.